Brad Court Talk, ABC's The Crossing. Welcome to the past that was. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Port Cannon. Yeah, it's uh, been a busy week in Port Cannon there. Yeah, they have a lot of things going on. They have their little refugee camp that's hidden. Um, what's the name? Son Oliver's in town. They've had a couple of murders. A couple of murders, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a nice little fair going on there in town, a little festival. Yeah. All these little towns that we watch have these little, you know, festival things. It's not a mermaid one, but, you know, it's different. This is true. We need to move to a small town and run the festivals. I had to laugh a little bit because I was actually watching, like, the episode one of Father Ted. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but some people out there have, and they went to this little carnival in town, but... What? Look it up on YouTube. Father Ted, first episode. Watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> or go watch Gilmore Girls. Yeah, or yeah, that. They have a festival every week. Festivals. It's the thing to do. It's almost that time of year. Winter is almost done. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. It keeps coming back. Yeah, it just keeps showing up. Anyhow, let's jump into the future past of the future. <laughs> just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Phantom. If there's a show or a movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And we have another writer over on Pure Phantom who's also doing recaps of The Crossing. So be sure to head on over and check that stuff out as well. And Definitely. Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at jendev. He's bradzb. You can also follow Pure Fandom as well over there. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And, Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, there is festivals on Facebook. You can find out where they are, the events local to you. You just type it in there, local, and look for festival. You can find it. Did you know that there are, this is not a festival, but did you know that you could visit a hotel where um, you would basically be solving your own murder? No. Yeah. Do you want me to send you the link? I think you should just post it in our Facebook group. I think I'll do that. It sounds amazing. Do we have one of those? Um, Yeah, it exists. So what's our favorite? Oh, yeah, we, we do. We do. We do. Catch up it's, with uh, me. Catch Brad, up with me I was still stuck on the murder hotels. Like, what? Uh, it's uh, Brad Court Talk. <laughs> that is our main group where we talk about any and everything under the sun. I've been putting a couple of polls in there recently because uh, one of my favorite new shows, Black Lightning, just ended, and I wanted to see where people were with it. It was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, we are absolutely pumped for the uh, new Avengers movie that's coming next week. So we're excited for that. We also have our Van Helsing fan group where um, you know things are kind of quiet because it's off season. But it, we've been trying to pump things up. There are a couple of polls going on over there right now. So if you watch Van Helsing, go check it out. If you haven't seen Van Helsing, go watch it on Netflix. It's awesome. Definitely. Make yeah. it happen. So yeah, it. go check those out over there. We're on Facebook too. Yes. So what was this episode about? Uh, this oh gosh, this episode was about a lot. This was uh, season one, episode three, Pax Americana, and Pax means peace. If you didn't know, okay. So was it like their Fourth of July, or it was just a festival? It was just a festival, you know. It was just one of those things. I, it seemed like it should have been Fourth of July since they had fireworks, but living in the Midwest, I have been to little tiny towns that have festivals that just have fireworks because we're blowing stuff up. <laughs> good deal good and deal like, yeah. um yeah they they had to recover from their traumatic experience with all the dead bodies washing up on their beach i guess 
Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, stay out of the water. Somebody may float <laughs> up. It's, it was on the other side. They didn't really care that much about it, I don't think. Uh, yeah. It was kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's like they heard about it, but they didn't really, you know. What yeah, well, it? that's what his deputy said. He said, like, people rarely went to that beach, I guess maybe during that time of year. Yeah, well, I think just because it was outside of the – it wasn't the tourist trap area. Like, okay. where they were at with the festival at, that was more of the touristy area because, you know, they had a stage down there for music and everything else. That one was on the other side. It was a little bit out of the way. You know, water's not so nice, a little rocky. Yeah. No popcorn, no candy corn, no hot dogs. Something oh cool. no! Yeah. So yeah, they, they their festival that was going on there. It was really interesting to see that the this, it was, you kind of get a grasp about how the town is. They have a the small town. They got the kids going to the police department to be you know voluntary deputies and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know in a lot of areas where I don't you don't usually see that stuff where you're at. No. But like I said, here in the Midwest, you have small towns that have these little festivals that are kind of reminiscent of what was going on there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a little town thing, but usually some of these have like the rickety death trap things that you don't want to get on. Like, yeah, that Ferris wheel. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Not trusting a guy who put that thing together. But yeah, we have, you know, the corn festivals and all that stuff that they have in the Midwest. I told you I'm not going in the cornbread. No, not at all. Uh, funny story. My wife was actually looking at a house that was by a cornfield. I said, if we get a house by a cornfield, then we have to get a, a barn cat to check them, catch the mice that come from the whole cornfield, and the cat's name would have to be Malachi. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. So, he walks behind the row, man. He walks through, yeah. <laughs> so Oliver's in town. Oliver is in town, and he's uh, checking out Dad's new life, and apparently, hey. you were right, the, the wife is moving to town soon, maybe when the school year is over, no, no, but no. I don't think they're together. No, they're not. They're totally not together because they did clarify that part that his mom was moving to Portland, I believe, or somewhere else that was thirty minutes away. So yeah, clearly, so it's still Oregon, but yeah, clearly they're separated and divorced, yeah. or going through oh, a divorce yeah. or something like that. And yeah, because it was iffy whether or not they were actually married. And I'm no, I don't. They're, they're not, I don't see that happening now. So do you think he uh, maybe testified against another police officer I or do. something? I do. I totally think he yeah. did that. Uh, okay. He went uh, somebody above him is what he did, yeah. and it ended up messing up the, his whole thing. Like, they, he said the reason why he left was because people were going to be after him. He testified against somebody yeah. who was working with, like, the mob, the mafia, the cartel, yada, 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 and it yeah. just kind of went down from there. The FBI. See, he's totally who Reese needs to um, hang out with. Yeah. Like, he's willing to take on the man with her. Yeah. He, and, like, she will kill the man. But, like you said before, the, the when he called up and talked to his friend down there in the force, he said, dude, you need to really pay attention to your family. This is where everything went wrong last time. And that's what he's doing. He's spending quality time with Oliver. And... Of course, right at first, Oliver was a little bit disappointed because he thought they were going to go fishing. Yeah. Since it was only going to be the two of them, but Jude was able to convince him to, you know, let's go check out the festivities because there's junk food. And you had that moment there, right, when they got there that Jude uh, saw the Reese's little stuffed toy jammed in the parking uh, passenger seat. Uh-huh. And he had to feel guilty. Yeah, he remembered the whole fact of Reese going, you know, would my daughter like this? 
and it's one of those moments because you knew that was going to come up later because it was just right there because yeah. he's doing the same thing. He's with his kid, and he knew that Reese wanted to get back with her kid. Right. So that's your pulling force together. You know, you kind of knew that was going to happen there. However, oh, definitely. things did not go over quite as well as that because we know that Reese ends up being chased by... Uh, well, she got shot last week because, you know, well, after she's under the impression that Jude uh, kind of turned her into the guys who were trying to kill her. Is that what? Uh, well, he didn't really turn her in. He told Agent Wren and she was supposed to come alone and she was going to come alone. But you were right. She reported where she was going to her boss. Uh-huh. Was shady, and like he he was like, yeah, go commandos. Yeah, and, and I knew that was going to happen, but. So as far as Reese is concerned, though, he's the one who did it. He's the one who turned her in because he locked her in there. He did. He's totally guilty as that goes. So she was still trying to recover from her shot uh, bullet that she got in the uh, shoulder. She Mm -hmm. pulls the bullet out all, you know, (laughs) Rambo-like. And she was healing up faster. So I'm guessing that's part of the Apex stuff. Yeah. But in the forest, she's using her little heightened spidey senses to find the strike team. And yeah. I like the, the commander guy. Uh, he, he didn't have a name. He was played by the actor. What was his name? Steve Harris? Steve Harris. Yeah. Who's, You've seen him in The Practice and a bunch of other movies. Yeah. And he told the one guy in the strike force, he goes, don't underestimate her. If you do, it would be the last thing you do because she'll kill you. And she okay. totally messes up the entire group. <laughs> just flat out takes them out. Yeah, and he didn't take his own advice. Like, that's the craziest thing. Well, he underestimated her. Like he told Lindauer before, it had been 10 years since he had hunted somebody. Mm-hmm. And we saw the tattoo that he had on his arm, right? Uh-huh. Which is the same tattoo that Caleb has on his. Because he's a badass? Right, because we're guessing Caleb was part of this strike team as well that would hunt down Apexes. Which right. makes sense, you know, they need people to hunt down apexes, they hunt down apexes, everything works. And at the end, he was getting all cocky because he had his little sound blaster thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he was, everybody else that he had taken down with that, I think it was, they were just suffering because they didn't have the connection to the other person they were with. Because he's like, I'll find whoever you're with and I'll put a bullet in their head. Right. That's a totally different thing when you tell that to mom. Right. Like she had that motivation she was pulling on. Like he didn't he didn't realize exactly who he was dealing with. I think for the most part, a lot of the apexes, they're not as emotional. Like did they seem really emotional when we saw that that the future briefly? No, no, that's like everything seemed kind of mechanical with them. Yeah, not at all. I mean he said, you know, pull a boat in their head too, and I don't think most of it was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Or you know, oh no, my friend, not oh, that's my child, I'm going to kill you. You know? Right. That right. was where his downfall happened right there. She throws a log at him, knocks his little remote control out of his hand. Uh Smart Bet would turn it on, leave it on. This is one okay. of these things that we know from horror movies. Um, when somebody's down, it, it's the killers down. You you make sure they stay down. Don't turn off your on and off thing that will let them get up. That was a bad idea. <laughs> yes. He apparently did not watch movies when he came back. Well, no, because they didn't really have all that stuff in the future, so he wasn't addicted like we are. No, 
and he ended up having his head turned around the wrong way. Okay, I, I was wondering about that because um, when she did it, I was like, "Wow, did she just twist his head all the way around?" Because yeah. his his back looks like it's facing his front. Yep, that's did, where it did is. That happened. Yeah, his Ooh, his neck did boy. a whole one eighty degree thing there. It was. <laughs> oh, bye. He's gonna have to oh, see man. a chiropractor. He's gonna have a good fun ex- trying to explain that. Yeah, he's gonna have to find a chiropractor that can fix that for him. That's gonna. Yeah. That's gonna be like, a couple. Who's strong sessions. enough to do that? Yeah. Mm, that hurt. However, later on, he shows back up again. Jude's down there at the, well, we need to, we need to switch on over to Hannah now before we get all that stuff going on. Hannah, oh, Hannah. Hannah escapes from the commune, the commune, because. the campsite, because she doesn't want to be there anymore because people know who she is because Creepy Guy knows about her. What was Creepy Guy's yeah. name? Do we know Creepy Guy's I name? I did not catch Creepy Guy's name. I just wanted him to be caught and um, like maybe murdered a little. Maybe, I think he may get there. Uh, but honestly, if you look at it, Hannah's not a good person. Mm, she may have done some bad things in the past. Uh, well, we know that Hannah's a, a collaborator with the Apexes who are killing off people. So is she but turning in other mean? people? Hmm? That could mean a lot of different things. I'm just saying, if you go with it, I mean, if she's collaborating with the enemy, she's just telling them where everybody is so they can bust them. That maybe, maybe uh, until we're proven differently. But she does escape out of there. She doesn't know how to not lock, lose her jacket in the back of a truck. But we knew that was going to happen. Of course. So she had that locket on, right? We got that little flashback of the locket. That had a picture uh-huh. in it of a guy. Is that her great great granddaddy? Well, that's the question. We don't really know because she loses it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, in the in the water, yeah, in the water when she comes back. And this is Marshall. Okay, so Marshall, we got introduced to him last week when he was beating up somebody uh, because they were. You know, he got in a fight with the with the locals, and so okay. Nestor this week was telling him, "Dude, you know, stuff happened ten years ago. You kind of got to get over it and let it go." So, what happened to him ten years ago, and why did they say that if Hannah found him, everything would be fine? Right, like who told her that? Who is he exactly? And why does she want him to leave? She told him to leave the town, right? Or she didn't want him to leave? No, he said he was going to go to L.A. And, and she told him he can't leave. Yeah, he said that would be a very bad idea, and she he okay. needs to stay there. Interesting. Who who told her that? Could she be working for the Apex then? I don't. Is she is she could still be working for the Apex, sure, but I'm not really sure. And how did they? They didn't really know what time zone they were going to, other than it was the bit long piece. Yeah. So her getting there and finding him. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going up with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's bad. Like, part of that is because creepy dude needs to die anyway. Right. And if she collaborated, I kind of don't care at this point because he's just creepy and she's trying to blackmail her for sex. Mm-hmm. Like she just needs to tell people what she did and shut up about it. Well, I don't think so they're going to take it that be. well. I don't. I don't honestly think anybody else finding out like the one guy said. You know, they find out they're gonna they're gonna hang you and kill you. 
I, well, she needs to tell somebody. She needs to tell Roy or Agent Ren. She needs to tell somebody. Not be blackmailed by that dude. I, but then I think they're going to find out more about her. I, I, it, honestly, this whole her being a collaborator thing really pulled me back. I The first thing I thought about was like, okay, so basically like in World War II, she was a Nazi collaborator turning into Jewish people or something like that. That's where so I, That or she just worked with them. But even that was she's still turning in people to be killed. Basically. Well, not. I don't think she turned anybody in. Like maybe she was just a functioning member of the society. Maybe she was a secretary for somebody. Like I don't know. Are so she was working with them, is what you're saying. She wasn't necessarily collaborating well, and giving up them. stuff. She was I, like, um, like what? we don't know. Just working. She's like under their control and whatever. Okay. Yeah, like we don't know. Like, did she spy on one of the the main groups or something? Um, one like Caleb's military groups, and then give them away? I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. That would be interesting. I'm leaning towards she was doing something really shady in that realm that wasn't good for the rest of the human race and only good for her, like we've seen in so many other shows and things like that. Because well, that's what people do anyhow in real life. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and like, come on, Hannah. How does he have any proof anyway? Like, you just go with what you're going to go with. I don't think he needs proof. I just think he needs to tell people, and those people will say will do it. I mean, honestly, I think that's how that would go. D- him coming out and saying, by the way, she's working with them. She's done this and this, and I was here at this place and this place. You all remember that, right? That was her. Group mentality. You get a couple people going on it, and you're done. You've already, you've even if it's not true, you've already thrown the dissent out there, and people mm-hmm. are going to go with that part, you know. Well, then she needs to go to their leader, their unofficial leader, Caleb, and let him know what she did. And see, now that's another thing. If she goes to unofficial leader Caleb and tells him, we know that he was in the same group as. Uh, no name guy, uh, Stephen Harris. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. is he really gonna? Oh, you're a collaborator. These are people I hunted down. I don't think he's as ruthless as our our military guy. So you, yeah, I think he was ruthless enough when it came to fighting the Apex when they were in the future. But he seems like very, very humble and reasonable. So you're thinking he's changed since he's done that stuff. He's come back here. He's you know everybody's looking for another chance. I mean, not even not even that. Like who's to say that he was like. The kind of same kind of soldier as Steve Harris's character. Hmm. Like he he did what he needed to do. He was a good soldier, right. but that doesn't mean like he would take things to the level that Steve Harris's character is going to or wanted to. He wanted to torture an apex, not even knowing anything about her. True, true. Okay, I gotcha. I'm um, just I'm curious to see um, Caleb's reaction to Reese, like because we got to see uh, Rebecca's reaction, like just to the whole situation. Like she doesn't know all the details, but she's, she got a couple of pieces, I think. Right. She did. Um, before we leave that though, at the event where Hannah's just loving the fact that there's music out there going on, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Roy shows up and, you know, tries to whisk her away to which like point, a jealous boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like a jealous boyfriend because he knows one, she's not supposed to be out there. Too, she's uh-huh. all those other stuff. Jude's like, no, dude, you need to take her and go. Then Marshall's just standing there going, sheriff, yeah, really, dude, what's up? I don't know what's going on. It seems like a really weird thing to happen, but yeah. So that's he's with way. He has no idea what's going on. She's getting back into the town, having issues with Roy, who real not Roy, but uh, creepy guy who really needs to go away. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I own you. Never a good thing to say when you're on a TV show because we don't want to have you alive anymore. You need to go. Yeah. Okay, so fireworks happen. Uh-huh. Boom, bang, boom. Um, All the people in the camp are watching fireworks going, ooh, those are pretty. And here comes the big crashing sound as Stephen Harris's character is dead on a car, well, while on a car, Jude walks up and pulls out the little note that said, now you suffer, Sheriff. Okay. Because Reese is kind of upset that, you know, her, his, her child's gone. He took... Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's the whole thing there where she's with Oliver. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that comes down. She's not going to hurt Oliver. He doesn't know that, though. I don't think she is either, but she's also doing a point, you know. This is... Yeah, oh, yeah. You're the only one that can help. Yeah, but I would also like them to figure out that she's the one who could help with Leia and um, maybe let her see her kid. That's a possibility, yeah. But again, I'm really curious as to what Rebecca's reaction is going to be. Like, we saw, like, her reaction to the fact that uh, Leia was sick. She's like, there's no cure for that. And uh, was it Dr. Folan? Yeah, Dr. Forbin. uh, Forbin. Sophie Forbin, who uh, Linda... Uh, got at the hotel in Seattle or somewhere like that and kind of briefed her a little bit on the situation and threw her on a helicopter that was just hanging outside. I did not know what to expect from her at first. Uh, at first I thought she was the leader that he talked about before, but she just seems like, um, like a, a CDC doctor. Right. She's just there to contain the contagion, uh, the contagion that's going on because he knows okay. it needs to be contained or else bad things are going to happen. But she okay, goes there cool. and does some tests on Emma, or no, mm. on, on Leah, Leah. She goes uh-huh. there and does some tests on Leah and finds out that, you know, she's been treated previously. And that's where uh-huh. Rebecca came in. Yep. And um, then she said, yeah, the only thing immune is the apex. Right. And she started. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Dr. Forbin told her, like, she's been getting treatments from her mom. Right, and they kind of get some of that information. Now, this is after Thomas came back, who, you know, was taken previously by Linder, and then came back and told everybody, you don't say anything, they're never going to let you out. The people in charge are, you know, good things are going to happen, yada, yada. Played a part, don't say anything, and immediately no one's starting to believe him at all. So, well, they do kind of believe him, but telling uh, Sophie there about some of the stuff with the Apex that Rebecca was able to pass along really is going to help. And you kind of saw the look on her face. like, like, what do you mean? The only person who's immune to this would be an apex. How did, why is an apex helping this kid? Right. Which really put me on the fact that if, if Reese showed up, Rebecca would probably be fine with her. Uh, she'd be conflicted, but fine because Leah would need the help. I, yeah, I think it's a conflicted part, but it's more of a fine part because she was a mother and she kind of gets that whole thing. Right, right. She'd get that mom connection because she lost her kid. Right. And she's connected with Leah too at this point, even though I think she tried to close herself off once she found out she was sick. Right. She's still there because it's still a motherly thing. And I mean, it's a kid too. You're kind of there. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot on that one. And we have. Oh, um, so we have Thomas, like you said, Thomas came back and they basically told him to be quiet. Um, I'm not sure Lindauer wants the group to live. 
or how they're going to deal with the group, but they're definitely not going anywhere anytime soon, despite what they told them. No, they're not going anywhere. Uh, now it's not going to be a few days because they got provisions in there for at least a month. Right. So, and Caleb sees it. Right. And then we had uh, Agent Wren, who is looking around for information. She tries to go to Jude and she's like, dude, whatever. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Get out of my station. <laughs> go on. You're not a kid. And then she starts investigating her own area, right? Mm-hmm. And she can find nothing on anything. Right. The All the files about the pertaining to the refugees and everything has been deleted. There's mm-hmm. no record of anything. And she's, you know, that has to be a thing there. She's like, hey, what's going on with this? So she's got somewhere to go on that one. I don't know what's going to come across it other than the fact that she's realizing that, like she said with Jude, you know, you're the only one that I can trust. Right. Because bad And now they just happen. need to have an actual conversation with Reese. That would be a nonviolent conversation with Reese would be a good idea. Yeah. How We'll see how that happens now that dead bodies are more showing up all over the place, but who knows? <laughs> Which also leads back to the fact of if other Apexes have come back, so like they said, it had been 10 years since they last fought Apexes. Was that how long that Litter Group had been back on Earth, on primetime now? Or were other did Apexes come back then as well? I don't think Apexes would have came back, though. Do you? I don't think any Apex came back. I think they were all human. But again, we don't know how many trips has, have been made at this point. True. Well, it's time travel. You can have as many trips as you want to have. <laughs> Back and forth? Like, how do you go forward? Well, it just depends on where the time travel machine goes and how long it works and stuff and things. Uh-huh. Like I said, I still think other people could arrive at different points in time. You know, next thing you know, there's a smoke monster running around. You're on a different <laughs> island. Oh. And a polar bear. Is that where that polar bear came polar, from, Brad? Polar bear in a hatch. And you know how things go from there. <laughs> next thing you know, you're you're in a hole in the ground punching in numbers. Where did numbers, Court? Um, what? You didn't even know what the numbers were. What are you talking about? The lost numbers. Oh, those numbers. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. You're worse than Jared. Jesus. <laughs> I was looking them up. Last time I yeah, asked you that 40, question. 15, you, 16, 23, 42. Yeah. Uh-uh. Last time I asked you that question, you do it right off the bat. Granted, that was a year I ago. I did, because I told you, Jared is obsessed with those numbers. <laughs> I'm almost curious. Have you? Has anybody seen those numbers appear in this show? Let me know. Ooh. I almost wonder if they're scattered throughout somewhere, if there's something in there. You know, It would be interesting to see. I'm sure those are random numbers, and we could easily find them over the over the entire series, but ah, look out for Easter very eggs. Cool. We haven't really looked out for any weird things, have we? We'll have to keep I'm going to have to go back and rewatch now. I'm going to have to start looking for that stuff only Brad sees stuff, you know. Yes. It's been a while since I've done that. Um, <laughs> I think we about hit everything on here. Uh, we still don't know who the mysterious lady was on the phone the other week. Nope. Nothing about her. And that's all. You got anything else? Uh, no, not for the episode. I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, like you, I'm just really curious as to what Hannah's connection is to um, the, the guy from the present. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and how did they know that he would they would be fine if they if she found him? There's a lot going on. Questions, Definitely. questions, questions. And people we didn't even hear from this week, you know, there's other survivors out there. 42 of them. 47? 43? 43? Yeah. It's like 40. I think they said 47. Yeah, we're almost there. A lot of survivors, so hmm, who knows? If you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can also check out some of our older podcasts. Four, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, Winona Earp, The Magicians, uh, Krypton, Siren. Yay. Um, which those two are we're just doing. I mean, they're awesome shows. you got to watch them. And many other shows that we have done. Actually, there's 72 hours worth of content out there for you. So just head on over to to purefandom.com and check that out. Yep. Um, and again, if you want to reach us, you can email us at bradencourttalk at gmail.com or you can visit us on the Facebook or Twitter page. We actually had a couple of comments from our old friend, Anthony. Um, he said that he definitely, um, he's definitely watching this one. It's nice to have you guys in my ears again. It's no loss though. That's hard to compete with. Dodgy marketing. It's like Invasion mixed with the 4400. We both kind of talked about that before. Mm-hmm. He said both decent shows. Uh, he also said that last night's episode, I think he's talking about last week. Um, last last night's episode seems like there's a little bit more going on. And then he says, did you guys get the screeners for Siren? <laughs> so um, maybe he'll be listening to that one for yeah. us as well. Yeah, and then I went in talking to him about Siren. And then we went into Krypton and... You know, a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, come check it out and come over to Facebook and join in and chat with us and stuff like that. And if you got any thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments below or hit us up on a Twitter or Facebook page. Absolutely. Uh, Next time, if you are at a festival and there are fireworks and you hear something that sounds very, very suspicious, maybe don't go running towards it unless you are the sheriff. Yes, run away, run far, far away. And then if you see the sheriff run away from whatever it was... Maybe, I don't know. Follow what do you do, Brad? Run, run the opposite way the sheriff's running. Just saying. He's probably, he run could be running away. Agnol. <laughs> dart and weave. Dart and weave, people. Dart. Yeah, Bob and weave. Learn how to do that. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.